Welcome back to Humans of Haas. My name is Renee. And I'm Hadi. Humans of Haas is a monthly podcast brought to you by full-time MBA students at Haas. Every month, we explore a new topic and bring you two perspectives from our classmates. As MBAs, I'd say none of us are strangers to challenging hair days. Achieving the look that makes you feel most comfortable walking into an interview or scheduling the cut or trim you need between social activities, workshops, and classes. Today, though, we're going to hear from two of our classmates about a more complex hair relationship, the one they have with their black hair, something I was admittedly less knowledgeable about. Not the case for me. (laughs) That was, until I heard from Janelle Harris and Julie Davis, two first years who've given us a glimpse into their lifelong relationship with their hair. It's full of ups and downs and things I wouldn't have been able to empathize with before. I don't know what it's like to spend five hours washing my hair. I've never been passively told by a doctor to maybe use some Rogaine. And I've never experienced someone making a rash judgment call on my professionalism based entirely on what my hair looked like that day. But Janelle and Julie share perspectives that make the topic more relatable. And that makes it easier to ask questions and start a conversation. So let's dive in. A few months ago, I went to a comedy show in San Francisco, and the guy performing, he's a famous black comedian. He's actually currently an actor on a black sitcom right now, but he spent one of his segments on the topic of poking fun at black professionals who feel the need to monitor their blackness when they go to work. And how they are totally different people when they go home and are around their friends and family. And when I think about the part of my blackness that I feel the need to monitor, it's definitely my hair and this overwhelming urge I always have to tame it. And so we could spend like an entire day probably breaking down what it means to monitor your blackness. But for right now, we'll focus on this obsession I have with my hair. I didn't really realize that it was a borderline obsession until I met this girl a few years ago named Nicole. She was also a black professional working in New York at the time um, at a big bank. And in spite of working in this corporate setting um, and the fact that she wore suits every day to work, she wore her hair big, curly, and natural. And one of the first questions I asked her, actually, when we met was, do you wear your hair like that to work? (laughs) Because I just couldn't fathom going to work with my hair like that. And it really made me realize um, I've never worn my hair naturally curly to an interview. And in spite of the fact that it takes a lot of effort um, for me to straighten my hair and to keep it straight, like I'm always fighting the forces of nature to keep it straight, um, to me that just seems like the safest option. Um, A few years ago, in striving to appear more professional, I wore it straight every day for like eight months. And that resulted in my hair literally breaking and then falling off um, to about an inch short, like a good 20% of my hair. Um, And it's taken over two years to grow back. It's still growing back out. And so, like I said, in spite of the fact that it actually is incredibly damaging and it takes so much effort for me to keep it straight, I would actually rather deal with that than have to deal with this internal neuroses around feeling constantly sensitive about how I'm being perceived or as a result of how I look and also having to like battle whatever internal biases that's my potential employer you know if I'm in an interview setting might be making um, in terms of their assumptions about the fact that I'm black with this big hair and what does that potentially mean about who I am because the last thing I want is for them to jump to some conclusions about or make correlations between 
me having big hair being synonymous with me having a big personality or me having a big attitude or me being really aggressive, things that I don't personally align myself with when I think about who I am and what my personality is like, but things that I think are unfortunately some of the stereotypes that people associate with black women in professional settings. And so recently I was at an interview prep session and the presenter made a comment about how everyone goes into an interview with some aspect of their personality. And he made a comment about, you know, the girl with the big hair and kind of like motion towards me. And I cringed because that's exactly what I don't want to happen. Um, I don't want to have to be automatically assumed to be a certain type of way that I'm not. And so for me, it's easier to go through the hassle of trying to straighten my hair, figuring out when I can coordinate my workout so I don't sweat it out, or how many scarves do I have to wear to the train so it doesn't get rained on, because I'd rather just be able to walk in an interview as a clean slate and let someone get to know me for who I am without having to battle whatever assumptions they will presume about me. Um, And then after I get the job, it's fine. I'll start wearing my hair curly. Um, Still probably a tamed version than the one I would wear in like a normal everyday setting. But that just seems like the safest way to ensure that people aren't assuming things about me that aren't true. At some point in around 1981 or 82 or so, my parents moved from Kingston, Jamaica to Brooklyn, New York. Um, Once getting there, my mom decided to leave her job at a pharmacy and go into beauty school. Um, She eventually graduated and started a career, um, opening her her first shop a few years before I was born, which basically means that I spent my entire life living in a salon, um, figuratively at first, and then literally when my mom moved her operations into our garage in the middle of a South Florida suburb. Um, By the time I was about five, my mom um, had made me her assistant. I made a few dollars here and there sweeping up or spraying hairspray for a few of her clients. And as time went on, I basically learned more and more about hairstyling, um, mostly through experimentation on my own hair. Um, I braided, twisted, trimmed, dyed my way through high school, um, going from jet black to blue black to bright blue to pink to purple green for a little bit in my two punk rock days. My hair at that time had basically become an expression of myself. I never really shied away from trying new techniques or styles because that reckless abandon was a huge part of who I am, um, and I love being able to show it through my hair. Uh, as an adult, I toned down the styles, but my hair was still my pride and joy. I had no problem cutting it all off if I need to. I did that a few times in my 20s. Um, but being able to do whatever I wanted to it, whether it was wearing it froed out or bone straight or twisted or whatever in between, I could do that because it was me and it was my ownership. You know, I spent hours, literally hours every week uh, on my hair. I mean, just washing my hair was a five to seven hour ordeal, depending on how I wanted it to look later. Um, my hair was more than just an unhealthy obsession. My hair was my life. And all of that kind of changed dramatically when my hair started falling out a few years ago. Um, I'll spare the details, but it took me the better part of a year to be properly diagnosed, I guess, with a chronic inflammatory skin condition um, that over time just basically let my hair fall out more and more. 
So over the course of a few months, um, I was left with about a third of my hair um, basically turning into nearly bald patches. It, I mean, I was devastated. Um, There was nothing left in me, like just styling my hair, which I did daily, uh, left me in tears. Um, Washing my hair was uh, anxiety-inducing because, like, I could see my hair going down the drain. It was a lot for having spent my entire life um, in a salon and for having spent my entire life being so adamant about the way I want my hair to look and how I feel like it represents me. And all of a sudden, I just lost all control of that. So eventually, I learned how to how to manage the issue. Um, but it was way too late to kind of do any uh, repair on what had already happened. So I basically just started from scratch again. And, like, at this point, I can look back on it and realize that, like, making myself sick over something as ridiculous as what my hair looked like is super shallow. But it was a large part of who I am, you know? I mean, normal people can handle bad hair days, but, like, with growing up in a salon, um, with growing up with hair, the center of your life, um, with the grandmother who every single time I see her would like to remind me that a woman's beauty is her hair, and just learning to live without hair or without the hair that you want, um, even for a little bit, is basically like learning to live an entirely different life. However you want to start. You're welcome. We're recording. <laughs> so I'm just curious about your perspective on the topic I shared about managing blackness in a professional setting, how your hair revolves around that. And since you were talking about how you feel like your hair is an extension of your personality or who you are and you, you like to show who you are through your hair, so that means actually exploring a lot of different hairstyles and colors, et cetera. I'm just wondering how you've dealt with that, though, in the workplace and if that's ever even occurred, like, crossed your mind. Um, not really. That's, that's weird. Um, I don't know why, but, like, I've never really processed, um, from a professional standpoint, what my hair would look like. You know, I figured as long as it wasn't a hot mess that nobody was going to say anything or judge me based on X, Y, and Z. Um, I'm just thinking about, like, all the different styles I've gone through in my professional life, like teeny-weeny afro to, you know, extensions to, like, twists or just my hair being curly and... I think the only thing that I've really considered, and it took me years before I even stopped to process that this was, like, a black girl thing, was, like, those days where you would come in the office and people would be like, oh, my God, your hair looks so different. Like, you look like a completely different person. I'm just like, because I pushed it back? Because it's straight? Like, what exactly does that mean? Like, and, um, yeah, I think that's the... That's really the only time I ever considered it, but from a political standpoint, not so much. Um, But I would love to hear your take on that. I think what's funny is that something I get annoyed with a lot is, so when I wash my hair, 
I don't like to go to sleep with my hair wet, so I do it in the morning, but then it takes like eight hours to dry. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to come to school slash work with it cur- like curly and wet. And I get so irritated when people compliment my hair first thing in the morning because I'm just like, you do realize that my hair is wet right now. <laughs> like, this is the most tamed it's going to be all day. Like, I've, that is like the most infuriating thing. And then what's even more ridiculous about that, though, is like, I'm also saying, like, in my. Um, story about how like I tame my hair so it is ridiculous that I'm offended that people find my hair more attractive when it's like incredibly tame and like literally wet but that's just like it's so bothersome to me because I'm just like either you're not paying attention or you really just like it when it doesn't look normal which is when it's big and curly um the did you cut your hair is like the most annoying yeah. question though um <laughs> I just like people don't understand the concept of curls I don't know I think that's really odd but it's. I mean, like, that's the thing, though. Like, when people ask me that question, it's never, like, when my hair is, like, froed. Like, so there's a concept of, like, kinkiness that, you know, not necessarily everybody has experience with. Yeah. It's just straight-up curls, yeah. like, or just straighten. Like, everybody understands how curly hair works, don't they? Like, just... <laughs> anyway. Um, what is your... What's your favorite comment, like, of the standard black girl hair comments that people get? Um, well, like, people making weird comments around, like, what happens when your hair has weave in it, and not (laughs) understanding (laughs) that weave makes your hair longer, and, like... What is it, the crazy percentage of black women who wear weave now? And, like, I don't, I thought this was, like, standard common knowledge, like, across all ethnic categories, but apparently it's not, and, like... But, like, so many black, like, most black women wear weave. And, like, so when me or my friends, like, have braids or just have, like, a clip-in or some type of, like, weave in their hair, even, like, I do that too. And, like, having to do with people's comments about, did your hair grow? And, like, wanting to touch it. Um, that's, yeah, I think that's probably the funniest one. I just don't understand why people don't get it, especially because it's a huge market. And people know what weave is. People from all ethnic backgrounds wear it. I don't understand with the confusion. <laughs> I think it comes from just not knowing, like, not having the familiarity with black hair, period, um, or weave, period, right? Like, for me, that was a really personal thing growing up was, like, um, I, I've i had extensions every now and then. Like, I used to braid my hair um, for a little bit when I was growing up. But it was always, like, I hated getting that question so much that I would do everything in my power not to have any kind of extensions or weave in my hair. So, like, even right now, um, having my hair in twists, like, this was a huge undertaking for me. Do you ever think about, like, shaving your hair all the way off, like, Amber Rose style? Just not have to deal with it really anymore. Um... I did have that thought when I was in Costa Rica. Um, I just saw this girl who looked amazing with it. And I actually talked to two of the guys who um, I was with there about it. And they are just like, all right, try it. And that was not the response I was expecting. I was expecting, like, nah, you wouldn't be able to wear it. Like, or your head's too big for that or something like that. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It just it seemed very tempting. I know that I am going to do an undercut at some point. Um, So, like, having one side shaved off. Mm -hmm. um, I'll probably end up doing that this summer, post-getting an offer that I take. (laughs) Going to show up to work day one. It's going to be interesting. Um, But I think that's definitely going to happen. But I don't know about shaving the whole thing. So, what about you? I have thought about it. 
I've also, I mean, I've never really cut my hair that much before. I've had bangs. I had one friend who made it pretty short. It was like a bob, probably, like, when I was 20. Um, so that's about the most dramatic. I would like to think that I could have the courage to do that, but I don't think I do. <laughs> um, From a relationship standpoint... How is your how has your hair impacted your uh, interactions with significant others? Um, well, it has impacted in terms of like the weave situation. So <laughs> I don't, that's always awkward. <laughs> I don't really feel comfortable wearing weave around a guy that I don't really know that well because inevitably they're like gonna grab mm-hmm. for the head at some point. And I have experienced where like a guy did that. That we didn't, we weren't dating, but we kind of like liked each other. We were at a party, and he, he, I guess he just, I don't know, was trying to give me like a side hug, but then like kind of like grabbed back my head, <laughs> and I just remember like the look of horror when he realized that I was trapped <laughs> in the back. Because <laughs> there's no way you can get around that. Like there's no. no way in the world where you're not gonna feel tracks on somebody's head if they have tracks in. Yeah, like, and he just kind of like walked away, and we didn't really talk again after that. Oh no! Um, I remember. <laughs> Wait, was this a black guy? Mm-hmm. And so I've actually a lot. Well, all of yeah, I've had a lot of actually weird interactions with black men and the whole concept of weave, and they don't always get it or understand it or appreciate it, and having to like have those conversations. I mean, if they obviously a guy who's really into you doesn't care, and that has been my experience. But then on the flip side, if it's a guy that I'm not, I just don't really know as well, or just not really sure where things stand. <laughs> I don't always feel as comfortable just letting it all out and letting them know that half of it's not mine. So now that the conversation started, we hope you'll join in. Be on the lookout for information about a new event series called Ask Me Anything, where we'll build on topics explored on Humans of Haas. A bientôt.